G'day and welcome to our very special series here on the Inside Podcast Network, Inside MBO Show, where I am going to take you through a journey from picks one through picks 14. And also in this series, we're going to be doing an Insight Podcast Network's mock extravaganza where we have a 20-person mock draft. So you can learn tips, tricks, strategies, and punts for wherever you may fall from pick one through pick 14 in your NBA fantasy draft this season. A bit of a caveat, the first three drafts happened before the Dame Lillian trade. We've been on this. We've been working hard to give you the best information for your drafts, especially for your cash leagues, because I know it's a mock, but we want you to have the best intel for your cash league. But check this series out. It's going to be wild. There are some twists and turns. You're not going to get these guys always where you're going to get them as we get today. But I can tell you right now, there are some very good hints and tricks, and there is a very spicy one coming up when I pick from pick one, but with upside. So the first three in the books, we've got pick one with Jokic, the safest houses one. We've got pick one with Jokic, the upside, spicy one. And then we've got a pick two with not Joel Embiid, with Luka Doncic. It's coming all up on the Insight MBO Show. Join us for the journey. We're mocking hard. We're giving you the best information for your NBA fantasy season right here. Like, subscribe, and especially on YouTube, because when we get to 1,000 subscribers, we're going to give you, if you leave your name in the comments below, bing, 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 we're going to give one person around the world your name on your favorite team jersey, your number, any way you want it. All thanks to Insight NBA. To Miami going for the three right away. Just attack the basket. James catches, puts up the three. Will go. Rebound, box. Back out to Allen. His three-pointer. Bang! Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Boom shakalaka! G'day everyone and welcome to an Insight NBA Podcast. I am Matty G, also known at NBA G Wiz, and this is... The Big Horse. Hey! in our mock series today. But before we get to it, Mick, what tool are you going to use in your fantasy draft today to help you get the advantage and insight in your mock draft? Yeah, so for today, I'm using the Fantasy Scores website. Uh, we're lucky enough to have them on board with us this year. So if you drop our name when you're subscribing to their site, you'll get $5 off Australian for your... No, for Mick, your, it's uh, even more. The it's five US dollars. That's like oh, so a thousand like Australian, Australian right now. Like <laughs> a thousand. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous with it. the conversion rates. You've made your bang on. Love it. Get onto it. It's fantasy scores, fantasyscores.com. Mention insight, get $5 off. Use that to help get the insight in your tool. And check this out. I'm drafting from one. Mick's going to draft at seven. This is a risky. This is the riskiest draft that I have ever pulled off. I've just done it. I'm still nervous. I've got the bumps that are goosey. Mick, it's worth the listen, isn't it, mate? Oh, Absolutely. I'm really excited to see where you're going with this, G. You've pumped it up a little bit. I want to see what you pull off. And make sure you pump yourself up in the inside comments below. Leave your name. When we get to 1K, Mick, when we get to 1,000 subscribers on YouTube, what are we going to do? We've got a NBA singlet to give out to one lucky viewer, subscriber. But you need to make sure you subscribe, like, 
drop your name in the comments. We'll be picking a name out at random. There's only, what, 150, 140 subs left to get to 1,000. So jump in soon. Don't be late. Jump in, jump in soon. Get onto it and get into this Insight NBA podcast. Coming right up to you after this. Man, let's crack this off, mate. What are we doing today? This is a special. I did, I'm doing a whole uh, series, Mick, as you know, where I'm going to pick from one all the way through pick 14. So if you have a draft position, because a lot of draft, uh, I guess, orders are coming out around this time of week. I know we've got one with the Ball Fantasy League. Big shout out to our friends over there on the ESPN League. Uh, I've got my one for my personal one, Monday week. So a lot of draft orders are coming out. So people want to know where to draft, when to draft. And today I'm drafting from one. I've done a safe as houses draft with Nikola Jokic is my first pick. Like just taking guys, even a, like even advantageously taking Tobias Harris early because he's generally speaking safe and returns value. Mick, my challenge today is upside blokes. I'm looking to take guys in this draft that can give me some upside. What do you think? Yeah, I like it. I think this year as, as good as any, there's some really nice upside picks when we're speaking second round, third round, but also later in the draft as well. Some people that have, or some players that have changed teams that present really good value now that they're on, say, Washington Wizards like Tyus Jones or these sorts of players. So let's see how this kicks off. We've just kicked off. Mate, yeah, I'm going to take Jokic. I said I'm going to build around him. My last one was the safest houses pick. This is where I'm going to try and take some safe picks, obviously, because when you have Nikola Jokic, you can do whatever you want. He is a triple-double walking machine. He doesn't hurt you anywhere. Uh, and the consensus number two has really moved into Luka Doncic the last couple of week, uh, last few days, Mick. Um, and Tyrese Halliburton going at three, leaving Joel on. Mick, this goes back to our theory and and the talk of that Nick Nurse plays guys heavy minutes. Can we mm. trust Joel Embiid in a system with heavy minutes? I say no, purely because of the injury that Joel Embiid has. But yeah. Joel's still there at five. This is this is crazy talk. This so, is the first time. This is kind yeah. of crazy. I haven't seen Joel go in five yet. I I have not seen him slip. There we go. Number five. Six was Tatum. Comes to you right now. I know you had your eyes on on Tatum. Who do you take at seven? I'm tossing up. Nah, I'm going Curry. I've Ooh. never drafted yeah, Curry good. before, so let's see how this goes. I did a draft uh, on a show the other week with Curry, and it was probably one of my best drafts. I think my way of getting points and threes early he stacks you. He gets the occasional. He gets some steals in the bag. He assists, not like an elite point guard. But if you can pick up a lot of assists coming out of a point guard in your third round, you can offset that. Giannis at eight. Kyrie. Kyrie is now jumping right into the first round. Like number nine there. Damian Lillard at ten. Mick, how's this shaking out? You think? Different. I've never Different. seen Joel Embiid go that late. Yeah. Kyrie at nine. Lillard at ten. You still got the likes yeah. of Lamella at eleven. Sorry, Durant, Davis, Booker, Sabonis. Yeah. Now, Mick, for the no, punters at home, yeah. uh, we were talking about fantasy scores. Uh, they integrate perfectly into your Yahoo league. I'm just going to copy my league here. Absolutely. I'm going to go into these guys here. I'm going to enter draft mode and do a mock draft. I'm going to throw my mock draft ID in. So if you're looking to use fantasy scores, this is going to help you draft. I'm not going to use it the whole time to help me draft, but it shows you who's come off the board and who's statistically really, really good. It shows you my lineup right there. It cracks into it. I can get my lineup created. I can look at trade analyzers, the weekly performance. But right now I can actually assess my draft by way and I can actually build punt builds off this, three steals and whoever. 
So for instance, in this draft, if I want to go field goal percentage and steals, for example, it shows me that Kevin Durant's still on the board and he's the fifth ranked player. If I wanted to do a field goal percentage and blocks, it automatically moves Fredman Fleet up in my queue. So this is a really invaluable tool if you're looking to punt build. Mick, I know you use it a bit when you're looking to make specific punt builds. And you can use the code INSIGHT to get $5 US off. So it's only 30 bucks. It's really good to get in on that one. And Mick, you're coming back up on the clock. I am. Um, I've never drafted in this position before. I might just go safe and pair a guard with a guard. Donovan Mitchell. Now, this is, I think that's a fantastic pick for him. If I'm looking at the results here, Mick, we've got after the first round, it finished with Anthony Davis at 12. He was paired with Ant Edwards. So it's a tale of two ants well, with Yong. Uh, DeMontis Sabonis at 14, which is fair for DeMontis because I've seen him go, like you have, Mick, occasionally in the first round. Yeah, which is crazy, crazy, but decent player. I like him. Yep. Now, I'll just go to my picks now. So I've um, put, I've drafted Curry and I've drafted Donovan Mitchell. So <laughs> with that, I've put that in my fantasy scores and it shows me now that I am very good in most areas, but if I punt blocks and turnovers, I'm going to be very strong in seven of my nine categories. So I've now flicked the switch. I'm looking at punting blocks and turnovers and we're going to try and build a team to do that. Now, look, this is my upside draft, and I'm taking Cade Cunningham. I did the safest houses draft with him because I think he's going to return second-round value at the end of the day. It's a bit risky, but I'm going to take Cade again, absolutely, with this pick. Now, I'm going to do this draft from picking number one with the same kind of statistical profile that I did my first safest houses draft, and I'll talk to that one next. The next guy who I'm really looking forward to here is Kawhi Leonard. He could possibly represent first-round value on the upside pick for me, if he's healthy, if he plays the season, there's no reason not healthy. to, but this is the upside draft. And I took on the safest houses, Pascal on upside. I'm taking Kawhi Leonard there at the end and the beginning of the third round, because at the end of the day, for me, Kawhi is a first round fantasy player. He was the 17th ranked player, according to hashtag basketball last year, McDell. If I pick him up at 25 and he's healthy, which he is wow. apparently, we don't know. Mm-hmm. He's there. Desmond Bain at 26, Harden at 27, Jordan Poole at 28. My God. Someone's high. Someone is on some on some next-level stuff right there. Mickey Dell, what are, you, what are your thoughts on Jordan Poole being 28? That's about 20 picks too high for me. Yep, 100%. Um, and for me, because I'm punting blocks and I'm punting turnovers, uh, I'm going to pick up a decent shooting big right now. I'm going to pick up Cat. Yeah, so that's fair. He was with, yep. his upside. Mm. He's upside. Is, Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole. Oh my god, that's someone who's obviously smoking a lot of um, very natural herbs, and um, he's just having a bit of taking the piss. Do you reckon at the end of the day, Jordan Poole could even get close to the twenty eighth value? There's no chance, is he? That is his absolute ceiling. I think. That's ceiling. I think, that is yeah, dropping a ceiling. ceiling. Yep. Yep. There's, there's no value oh, there. No. Cat, uh, 31. Fox at 32. Siakam at 33. That is value, I think, for 33. I almost mm. took him at 25, 24, 25. I think, obviously, the talk is down that Damian Lillard. Mick, we're on the emotional roller coaster that is Dame time, isn't it? Absolutely. Yep. Where's he going to go? go? 
Where, where's your favorite? Where, who's your favorite? This is, Sorry. This is the, the heat because it stops the bullshit. I want him to okay. go to the heat because I don't want to hear the whole talk all season that he's unhappy. He only wanted to go to Miami in the first place. Well, then why did his management put out a press release saying, no, 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 no. It's not just the heat. Damien is open to all teams. That's the preferred destination. He just wants anywhere but Portland. They went out of their way. And you and I called this on a pod. Didn't I say that this was bullshit posturing from Dame Camp? And now it comes back to it. And everyone, even Toronto, was scared to draft Damien Lillard, to, to trade for Damien Lillard because he still just wants to go to Miami. So it was a bullshit memo. And now I think we're seeing that with his trade value. Um, so for me, Pascal, if he doesn't end up there, has nothing but upside with Fred Van Fleet out of the way. Turner at 34, LeBron James, 35. LeBron James. Uh, LeBron James. LeBron. Bama at a bio, 36. Um, and right back to you. But look, man, it's just, it's emotional roller coaster. Here you go. Bleacher Report opened it up. Raptors, seriously eyeing Dame. Cool. Uh, 76ers have talked to the Blazers. Great. I talked to you. Excellent. The Suns and the Jazz are also linked to the Dame trade. Aiton is strongly considered by the Blazers. Blazers are refusing to speak with the Heat. No Dame trade imminent. This is the roller coaster of the Damian Lillard Express. It's all over the place, isn't it? Darius Garland at 38 is great. 37, Brunson. Mobley, 39. You probably had your eyes on Mobley there, didn't you, mate? A little bit, but he doesn't fit in with the structure of my team, given that I'm punting blocks, so... Um, what is your structure gonna, of your team? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a bit weird with the next bloke that I'm going to pick, but uh, let's get weird with it. Hunting turnovers. So, oh, I'm draft Porzingis with my next pick. I like that. I think I think he shoots up value. The second, obviously, his yeah. health is. Are you concerned about his health and the reports out of there? Uh, a little bit, but come closer to the season, we'll know exactly what's going on and. When you got your official team workouts and preseason games and what he's doing, it'll give us a better indication oh, as to where he's it. at and what he's doing. Don't do it! Don't do it! Don't do it! Don't do it! Oh, you and I have made the mistake so many times of talking about upside and people who are on the board, um, and I'm just very scared right now because David could take any one of my guys. I haven't even put anyone in my queue because I'm scared shitless. McDell, I'm scared shitless, and that's how it is. Vucevic. Ah, Zion Williamson. Okay, now that is way too early for Zion. It's not what yeah, okay. it is because Zion, we've seen slip down to the end of the, like the yeah, end sure. of the sixth round with his health and, and mm-hmm. concerns. I think that's a fair pick. I've got to. I'm going to talk for a second because I've got two guys. I'm going to put in my queue. I'm going to put Barnsley, Chet, OG in there because I like them all. I'm going to take OG Ananobi because he has an overall profile for me. Chet has a lot of upside. I really like Chet's upside, but I'm leaning into a build right here with someone named Nick Claxton, who I've picked up a couple of times, and I really like Claxton at the fifth. Now, I took him as the safest houses bet last time, so I just do want to have complete – like this is in that last draft, and I'll go over that to this one. Chet Holgren has more upside than Nick Claxton. So I'm going to take Chet Holgren now at the 49th pick with the upside being what I want to take. Uh, Mick, my, my team in that safe as houses pick from one was Nikola Jokic, Cade Cunningham, Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi, who I've just re-picked up there. Because when you're gambling with your picks, Mick, you also do want to invest in safety and upside. That there for me with OG is both, isn't it? With this whole trade situation with Toronto, 
he could end up in Portland. Yeah, he could. So it's, there is a bit of risk. Yeah. So much to play out before the season begins. So, dude, and, and how does that factor into your draft strategy, Mick? Like when you're looking down your board, how does that factor in for you? Well, I just wanted Josh Giddy, but he's gone. So oh. it's surprising that he's coming up as shooting guard, point guard. Ah, uh, sorry, shooting guard, small forward, power forward at the moment. That'll change before. Mate, the season he gets starts. that. That'll change. I don't think that'll change before the season starts. I think that's going to change late, Mick. He's been. You reckon? He is one of those. Oh yeah, he's got eligibility all over the place. He's a guy that you want, and I guess everyone can see his big signing. Look at that beautiful smile. Who's up at the top of my queue right now for upside, Mick? Coos. Coos. If he falls to me, if Kuzma falls to me at 72 or 73, that's a must-draft player for me there. I just think he showed flashes last year in Washington, and with the keys to the kingdom with Beal not being there and and Kristaps Porzingis not being there, I do think it's a bit of Coos town. Like, he's the only guy that's been there that is, is famous, that's like a star, that's already been with the organization. So there's that. In his favor, whereas Jordan Poole and, Ty- and Tyus Jones are both excellent players, but they're also new to the organization. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I think, yeah, that'll fit in really well with your team. I, I do. I think that's going to be very, very nice. Uh, Tyrese Maxey, 58. That's nice with all the uncertainty with James Harden. Levine at 57. Ingram at 56. 55. You took Bradley Beal there. How do you like I the did. Suns this season with Beal? I like it. I don't love it. But at 55, I think that presents nice value for Beale. He's been a top 20, top 25 player in the past. I realize that there's going to be a lot of ball share between Beale, Booker and Durant. But at different times, he may be playing point guard. And I still think there's value there. I agree with you right there. Um, Mick, in my safest houses lineup, those guys that I went through before, I went Jokic, Cunningham, Siakam, Ananobi, Claxton, Middleton, and Tobias Harris. And this is where we're starting to see Chris Middleton in this range now. So this is where I took Middleton and um, and Harris. It was my back-to-back houses safe double play. Mm-hmm. These are guys who were the more upside young blokes like Paolo Bancaro or Paul Bancaro and uh, Jalen Williams have just gone off the board. Paul E, Paulo. Um Williams and Jared Allen have all gone off the board before you. When you're looking at this pick around the 66 in this sixth to seventh round, who do you play with with safety, Mick? Who do you play with with upside? Yeah, I'm going to pick Chris Middleton here. He fits in well with my team. Um, Yeah, he's a bit older, but last year was a flash in the pan, so to speak, when we're talking about games played for him. I think he'll be back to his 65, 70 games this year with, Back to well, back to backs, he'll probably rest, but I'm okay with that. Yeah, and he's a top 40 player consistently for years in fantasy mm-hmm. basketball. Uh, last year obviously wasn't his year coming back from injury and how that played out. His ADP right now is around 85. You picked him up at 66. You could say that's reaching, and I reached for him and bit. for yeah, you could say it's reaching, but it's safe. It's not sexy, but it's safe. Very safe. He's picking Chris Middleton is like wearing a condom, it's the right thing to do because it's safe. In fantasy basketball, there's just guys who are safe. Oh, God. That's going to get me in trouble, isn't it? Mate, off no, the board no, after that one. Legit. Yeah. It's safe. It's like you're practicing safe drafting. You're practicing the art of safe drafting. I am about not to practice the art of safe drafting. I'm about to, I'm about to have to go to the doctor and, um, and get a prescription for a couple of pills. Um, 
The yellow pill? Oh, is, is that that well, ad these days? I think it's the other one. Shout out to Pilot and our good friends. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, the blue pill. What is it? It's yellow. They, Pilot talk about a yellow one. I need to find out what the yellow pill is. Um, I'm about to take a couple of big swings right here, and this could kook me. Um, I am. I said I was going to take Kuzma to you before this draft happened because there's one guy I'm going to wait to come back to me and fill that second center spot later, and we'll talk about him. But I am going to take to fill my small forward, Kyle Kuzma. I think there is massive potential in Kuz this season. It is not safe because that organization is not safe because it's the Washington Wizards. However, Mick, I want to talk about the Wizards in a second. I am going to reach for a guy right now. At this pick 73, I could either, I'm going to put him in the queue so you can see who I'm talking about. I think Jalen Green has upside with KPJ now not being there. And he hurt me last season and he's burned you before with his field goal percentage. But I am going to take Jar Morant because I think I'm drafting well enough to insulate myself for the games that he's out. So I am going to draft Jar. You're sitting pretty well there at the moment. I think so. I think I'm drafting well enough. My only major concern is Kawhi Leonard. But again, this isn't the safest houses draft. This is upside and risk. And what is that reward for me at the end of the day? Um, Mick, I want to talk to you about the Washington Wizards right now and why crafting a little bit of a stack. I was a little bit cut that I get it, didn't get Jordan Poole. But there is a case to be made for some upside and Wizards picks. In fact, if you look at the schedule grid over at Hashtag Basketball, and if you play Fantasy Basketball, go and check out their resources. They're excellent. In... I had an interview with Dan Titus who recommended that you should finish your week on March 24, which is week 21. A lot of leagues can push to week 22, but if 21 and March 24 is your league's golden number, Mickey Dell, there is only two teams that you can get max games out of to qualify. Actually, one of them is the Brooklyn Nets with a five and three schedule in weeks 19 and weeks 20, but there is only four teams that play four games in 19 and 20. That's the Blazers. That's the Clippers. Mm-hmm. That's the Bulls and the Washington Wizards. So you can craft a very cute little stack with those guys and actually get a bit of return. In fact, on the way back down, Mick, if I'm going upside, I might be looking to see what Portland Trailblazers are around by way of Shaden Sharp and also Scoot Henderson at my next turn of the draft because they're upside guys. Like they're again, all upside guys. So for me, getting those games at the end, I don't draft and waste 20 weeks of my season, though, do I, Mick? Like, you don't do that. No, you don't. But with what you are just saying, having a Washington player at the back end of my quarterfinal, semifinal matchups, Tyus Jones at 79, I think he's about right. Oh, I think that's fair enough. I'm going to put Scoot in my queue because he hasn't gone yet, and the keys to the kingdom for him and Sharpie, um, Shade and Sharp, they're there. Like, these guys are really there in Portland. And if I'm talking upside, and this is my draft where I'm being risky, because... Tobias Harris is still on the board. His ADP right now is 98, and he's going to be a consistent player with no matter what happens. So he's got to be a guy you start to look at where he starts to drop down now. Again, his ADP is 98. He's ranked 84. His X rank is 85. There's nothing sexy about it, is there? Oh, there you go. Markel Fultz at 82. Yeah. There was upside. Upside with Jalen nice. Green. There's a, there's a guy. These are guys we're talking about upside with me. Both of these guys have it. But you really do take... You're drafting at their ceiling if you're taking them at 81 and 82, aren't you? Maybe not Fulci. Yeah, I reckon Fulci can come into 60-50. Yeah. yeah, I think that's yep. that's value there. Tell me what you think about Andrew Wiggins. He had a bit of a down year last year. Do you think this year's a bounce back year for him? Absolutely. And if we're talking about upside, and Mick, it's all about the ADP right now. So here you go. Where's Wigo? Where's Chief Wiggum? 
Wiggins. Wiggins. Chief Wiggins. Uh, there we go. ADP is 92. And you can see how even this is across the board. So his ADP currently is at 92. His X rank, um, Dan Titus's rank on him is 93. His rank is 96. This is as bad as consistent <laughs> as you can get. But this is a guy who's been a reliable player in fantasy basketball before. Last year was not good for him. Like no, last year was not, not good. He was out for most of the season um, under mystery situations. Right? Like you just what do you, what do you, what do you what do you make of him for this year? Do you think he's going to be more consistent? Yes, I think he'll be much better yep. this year. He had those personal issues that he had a lot of time off for. Solid preseason, didn't play in the World Champs. I think he'll come in yep. fresh. Remember what like he was like before- in the Warriors Premiership year or the year they won the final? Yep. The finals, yeah, he, he was, was really huge. Good. He, he was, was absolutely defensive huge. lockdown, could play a bit yep. of offense as well, knockdown shooter, got to the rim pretty well. Yeah, he only played like 37 games, I think it was last year, and he was the 89th ranked player. So, I think he's going to surpass that, and he's about where he falls right now. So, what you're getting right now is you're getting a guy who is completely and utterly not being drafted with where he exceeded last year. But going back, I'm going to look through hashtag basketball again for the 21 22 season GSW. This is a guy, I just need to be able to do my math. Here we go. Where did he finish up? Wiggins finished 138th the season before. The thing that keeps on kooking Wigo is his free throw percentage. So last year he performed better per game basis than he did the year before when he was the all-star, which is a very interesting little anomaly for Andrew Wiggins. There is a big question mark over him, but he does have a role on a team that needs him to play well because otherwise it's Moody and Kaminga and they start to play a very big role in fantasy basketball then. There goes Wendell Carter Jr. I like that with 90. Say, uh, Houses Harris, Tobias at 89. Robert Williams, Time Lord, 88. We've seen him slip outside the top 100. That's a great mm. pick. Ah, damn it. There was my guy. I think this is, I think that might have been a bit of an auto pick. That, talk about Wiggins, 93. Yep. Mark yeah, Williams Carter at 90. For me, yeah. Fits him well with my team with the punting of blocks and turnovers. I really like that with you. And you're using fantasy scores there to have a look at that punt build and help to play that out for you. I think that's really, really strong. Um, I really, 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 really like Mark Williams. I was hoping and praying that he was going to come back to me. Uh, I don't know if that was an auto pick because he was next in the queue. But Mark Williams at 92, they got rid of Plumlee for him. They've put an investment here. They've bought back like PJ Washington. And I think they're going to roll out those, the lineups. They can be a bit funny. I, I do. But I really do think there's value in Mark Williams this year as an upside pick. And if you're picking him up at 96 or 97, where I was looking to, I think there's absolute value here. Now, I'm going to put some more names in my, my queue. Guys with upside around the hundreds. Austin Reeves. Mm-hmm. God, I like that's nice. Oh, there's Miles Bridges there. Oh, geez. He's out for 10 games. Do I do, do, I do it? To, I can't do it to myself. This is the risky one, isn't it? I said this was the upside risk draft, isn't it? Risk reward. Yeah, but in the what one, two, three, four, five, in the eighth round, you can nearly take that risk here. I think I can. You know what? I'm going to take. I'm going to take Miles Bridges because there's someone else. I'm going to take him because he's there and he's clicked, and I don't want to go auto draft. But this is a guy right now whose rank is 53rd. His ADP. I mean, he's not coming back to me, but there is complete upside in Clint Capella, who's already gone off the draft board. With Onyeka Okonwu. I am taking Okonwu. This is my upside draft. And no, he you right won't be because now... he just got taken. No, I, that was me. That was me. Oh, was it? Ah, oh, that was you. There you go. I was sm- that was me. I got him. 
I got Maya Kongwu. Okay. man. Thank you. I think there, Mick, what do you reckon? The situation in uh, Atlanta with Quinn Snyder, do you reckon he has more of a role come the end of the season than Clint Capella? 100%. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Be interesting to see where he go, Capella goes, though, because uh, Dallas have come out and said that Lively is going to start for them. And yep. um, for me, he's probably worth a last-round flyer. If it doesn't work out, I can just drop him to waivers. But points, rebounds, blocks, he won't give you much of anything else, but maybe worth a look. But if that works in Dallas in the pick and roll with Luca and Kyrie, then maybe he doesn't go to Dallas. Where else would he go? Yeah, look, Mick, at this point in time, I'm, I don't know where he's going to go. I, if you, What's your ideal situation for him? For him, Where would you like Dallas. to see him throw? Him he goes to Dallas. I think there's a lot of talk, and I think there's even talk in Dallas that Kyrie's out by the end of the season. So okay. Dallas is always a state of flux for me, especially with that contract and the whole talk of Kyrie and LeBron again together. And then the se- it's like the Lakers are in a perpetual dream machine of trades. Like, mm-hmm. you just can't back it anymore. But there's guys here that, like, D'Angelo Russell's contract is so trade-friendly for that come the draft time when he's eligible to go to Dallas for Kyrie and something else that that could happen. There's also the whole Buddy Hill thing right now, and we know how high they've been. And, and talking about D'Angelo Russell, he goes off at 104. Jaden McDaniels, who we both like, who profiles very well, he's probably a guy who is better at the game of basketball sometimes than he is fantasy friendly, although he is fantasy friendly, yeah? Very Collins fantasy friendly, yep. Collins at 106, that's an upside reach, you think? It is, yep. I think you get the time, Why? though, alongside Mbignano. He did, he, oh, 100%. Hundred percent. He is he is penciled in, probably penciled because I don't want to say it's the pending thing until Pop absolutely backs him. Hundred percent. Zach Collins is going to be the starting center in San Antonio. So you're looking at a really solid team. That Trey Murphy. Now there's upside at 108 with Trey Murphy that I really like there because he is slipping off radars right now with his injury. He's out 20 games probably. He's like the Chris Middleton of this season. He's the guy you have to stash if you have an IL spot. You can put him in there. You can say if you don't have an IL spot, you probably don't take him because you can't stash him. But he's out for 20 games. He comes back and he's got real value. Yeah, he does. Oh, this is ah, Sharpie. There you go. So my first Portland Trailblazers upside pick, Mick, at 109 is gone with Shade and Sharp. But why is Scoot not taking Mick? Don't you take Scoot? Are you gonna take Scoot? No, I've Do you want to take Scoot? No, I've, no, when I've already got Curry, Donovan Mitchell, Bradley Beal. Um, Tyus Jones that can all play point guard. So, yeah, no, it won't be for yeah. me. I've got, my, I've got my eyes on two centers at the moment. Uh, I've left my run. I went Cat and Porzingis nice and early. They're both dual power forward center. But with Wendell Carter, I think I can – I can't because my two that I had in my queue just went, Valenciunas and Portis. Now, you can so... see that we're scoring fantasy Z scores right here to see that I'm punting – Straight away, I'm punting three-pointers, mate, to see where these guys go. I'm probably going to punt peel goal percentage as well to see if this could do anything for me. A couple guys there with high three-pointers. I'm going to use it, but Dell and Wright starting to fall down and, tell, and give me some value. So it's giving me the advice that uh, Dell and Wright is going to be a really smart pick for me. Um, guys like Josh Hart just went off the board. Um, Shaq Har- um, Scoot Henderson, my guy there, has gone off the board. So I'm a little bit stuck right now. I am going to take one of my favorite upside picks for the season in Bruce Brown. I think now at 120, not to take Bruce Brown is almost a massive mistake. 
And I'm going to back that into another one that's not good for my three-pointers whatsoever. I'm hoping to get them late. I probably need to really lean away. Look, I'm probably actually going to go – do I go Simmons? I've, I've, I've completely leaned away from three-pointers if I'm taking Ben Simmons. But what he can get me at a pick 120, if I'm talking upside – oh, do I do it? Oh, yeah, I'm ready to be hurt. I am, but at 120, I'm talking. This is my upside draft. Ben Simmons at 120 is a, is a top potential 60 player. Yes, no. Do you think he be? Where does Ben Simmons end up in your in your average society at the end in fantasy basketball at the end of this season? I, I think 120 is fairly fairly consistent with where you're going to pick him up. Yep, me too. Uh, but there's upside there, and this is my risky upside draft. And I have completely thrown three-pointers pretty much in the window. Yeah. Oh, that's value, Mikdell. Yeah. I like that for you. Conley late. Picks Conley it. has slipped. Oh, Auto-picker now just going off the draft. He already a, left the room. There's a lot of, Toppen. yeah. I know there's, yeah, they're still there. So Toppin's gone off. They've, they've queued him up. Benedict Matherin, Asua Thompson, um, in Detroit, there's upside right there. KCP, Dennis Schroeder. So I'm looking now probably at someone who's still on the board. I'm going to take two upside picks. I'm going to do a bit of a stack on these guys because I don't know what it means by way. My, my big guy there was probably Asua Thompson if he came back to me. Benedict Matherin's out of the way. Emmanuel Quickly is a solid pick. And it's back to me. I think Sadiq Bay has a really genuine upside. Him and Jade and Ivy in their respective teams are going very overlooked. This is my last pick. So I've got to take upside and I'm going to go for a sophomore breakout and return to form probably for, shouldn't go small forward. I've got a lot of eligibility here on my bench. Look, I'm going to pick up Jade and Ivy because I do need more threes to be competitive. And I'm going to pick up Sadiq Bay because I've got assists coming out the wazoo and I'm going to pick up Sadiq Bay. And there's a lot of other guys I could take in this draft. There's a lot of other guys I could take, but I needed something safe to pair there with some risk. Mick, who are you looking at for your last pick right now? Yeah, as I said earlier in the pod, I'm going to go with Derek Lively, the second with my last pick. Fairly yep. risky but rewardish type in the pick and roll with uh, Luka Doncic with Kyrie Irving. I think he could do some damage there. He's a, he's a lot more athletic than Dwight Powell. And kids already come out and said that Lively will be starting. So let's give him a crack and see how he goes. Now, there's guys that we're going to bring your attention to through here, Mick, that um, I've seen off the draft. And please feel free to call out any as well, because I've left some guys who are going undrafted as leagues. And I wanted to really point out the value of people not drafting guys as well. So you can get active on your waiver wire the second your draft goes a way that you might not like necessarily speaking. But there are also guys that could be uh, Johnson, Jalen Johnson. So there are some guys right now who I like that have not been drafted in this one. So Quentin Grimes, Armin Thompson. I like Gabe Vincent. Are we not sure that Gabe Vincent isn't the best starting point guard in LA? Uh, Russell's got it in the bag, doesn't he? Does he? If he's if he's being trash, you need a facilitator, and you need a six, you need to burn a six man. If you move Russell to the bench, even though you want to showcase him and he's doing something solid, I'm just thinking that there is a point in time that they have to make a decision about Gabe Vincent and he's going to be a solid six-man option. So I do think there is upside in him at some point in this season. But the real upside here is Keontae George. I like him. I don't know what, how it shakes out yet with 
Jordan Clarkson. But this guy here, I didn't. I took Sadiq Bay because I wanted someone safe to pair with Jaden Ivey because that was a 50-50 for me. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm taking – I'm not going to go all in on upside, all in on upside and screw myself because I've got Ja Morant, I've got Ben Simmons, and I've got Kawhi Leonard. It's a risky team. It's an upside team. It's risky, but it's good. What do you think Jalen Johnson's role is in Atlanta this year, mate? I, I can see him starting, potentially yeah. starting. I think he – Braino and I, Supercoach Brain, for those of you watching at home, did a podcast on the Atlanta Hawks Lovely fairly man. early. And he, he is. And Jalen Johnson is too. Um, yep. When we're talking about the Atlanta Hawks, Jalen Johnson presents better value as a defender or as a 3 and D type player than what DeAndre Hunter does. DeAndre Hunter is yep. very inconsistent. Some some games you'll go for 20. The next game you'll go for 6 on 2 of 10 shooting. Yep. I, I think there's scope there for Jalen Johnson to start. I 100%, I 100% agree with you. And this is where I took Sadiq Bay as I did say it was the upside draft, but upside is not exclusively. And Mick, you, you're right with me on this one. We've had a good chat over a few drinks and even just casually about it. Mm. Mate, over the whiskeys and the beers, if you're having a bit of a chat and you're talking about upside, how do you, would you define upside? How would I define upside? Someone who, for me, presents value. I guess someone who's yep. young or someone... Say like Jordan Poole, there's there's upside there because we know he likes to score the ball. We know he likes to be the number one option. We saw what he did without Clay and Steph Curry in Golden State. He's now basically got the keys in Washington. So for me, there's upside yep. because it it's his show. And with yep, him thinking 100%. that he's going to be the man, who knows what he could average this year. A hundred percent. And I think that's what we've got to talk about you know, value at the end of the day and where it falls is that one. So read us out your team, Mick. Can you take us through who you got there at the end of the day? I can. Uh, so my side, punting blocks and punting turnovers. So Stephen Curry, Donovan Mitchell, Bradley Beal, Chris Milton, Carl anthony Towns, Chris Tapps-Porzingis, Wendell Carter Jr., Tyus Jones, Austin Reeves uh, for some three-point shooting, Keegan Murray, Kevin Herter, Amen Thompson, and Derek Lively the second. You really are starting to get really into the um, into the Derek Lively train, yeah? Like that's I something am, for you that you're yes. really leaning into. Yeah, I, I love am, that. Yep. I think that's. I think there's every single chance that he returns value at the end of the day. And as a last round flyer, we talk about that's those right. guys. That's just yeah. that's just some value for you there. I'm I'm actually thinking this is one of my best drafts. I'm scared shitless for the. I'm I'm like going to be living in a cave, like just in a fire, like roasting sausages at a time because I'm not going to know how to live. Because this is so much risk, I'm going to wake up with anxiety every single day. Huge risk, yeah. I've got massive risk, but I think this is one of my most successful drafts. To be fair, like this, I'm going to go out and say this is probably my most, this is my best well-rounded draft I could say I've done so far. But I'm scared shitless because of the risk. Because I've got Kawhi Leonard in my team, I've got Chet Holgren in my team, I've got Miles Bridges in my team, I've got Ja Morant in my team, and I've got Ben Simmons in my team. This is shit-scared territory. I've got injury risk with Ben Simmons and Kawhi Leonard every other day of the week. They may may wake up with a cold, which might lead to a broken (laughs) thumb, which might lead to them being out for 14 games. I I don't know. I I just don't know. But the upside in them producing if they're healthy or playing the minimum 65 or just doing their roles is huge. I've got Ja Morant and Miles Bridges, who are both suspended. I'm missing out games left, right, and center here. But what I love is that when Jar returns, which is going to be after Miles Bridges, 
I think I'm going to put my league on notice. I 100% just think that I'm going to have a run 25 game come December that my team is just stacked and healthy and is just killing it. Like yeah. this is huge. I've got Cade Cunningham. I've made a nice little Jaden Ivy stack there because I like how Jaden Ivy can work off the ball with him. Sadiq mm-hmm. Bay, even though I could probably drop and pick up Jalen Johnson or Keontae George, depending on my needs. Ben Simmons, Bruce Brown, Mr. Mr. Swiss Army Knife. Um, Anyeka Okonglu, huge upside, all based off Nikola Jokic. So I guess the moral of the story is if you've got Jokic, you can gamble, but do you gamble as much as I have? Like this is this it. is a big gamble, Mick. You love it? It is, but if that if that comes off, unbeatable. This like is an unbeatable team. So many categories. Yep. I think the only thing I'm weak on is threes, and I don't even know if I'm going to be worried about. I'm probably. I'm still got points. I'm still got guys. I don't yeah. need to worry about that, Mick. I know you've got the fantasy scores up there and the team analysis. You want to take a look at the back end. Uh, tell us if from your thing. You've got fantasy scores, which you can use to integrate into your league to see where your Z scores mm-hmm. are strong. What are you strong in uh, through fantasy scores? So my team is green in every single category apart from blocks. Green giant. And average in turnovers. So very good points, assists, rebounds, good in steals and field goal percentage. So according to this, I'm very solid or better than average in seven out of nine categories. Huge. For For you, Maddie, you're the same. You're very good in seven categories. Turnovers Great. and three pointers made are your red yep. areas, but you're willing. To yeah, I'm going to turn over. I'm willing to punt turnovers. I like to. I punt turnovers and just thinking like if I have to rest or bench guys because I'm so good everywhere else with assists and rebounds and my free throw percentage, my field goal percentage. If I need to sit a guy, I can. It's not a strategy that I'm going to use every single week or one that I should build my fantasy season around, but it's one I definitely consider heavily every single time. Smart. Mate, huge. And seven out of nine, Mick, both of us, that's strong. Because how many that's do you need to win? Strong. Five. Five you out of four. Five. So even if you, you have need to win a couple five. of your players have off weeks and you drop a category, you're still winning six out of nine. You know, at worst, don't forget, five out of nine. And don't forget, like, you only need to win that over the course to put you in. Like, if you win the five over the four, you, you get you the, win, the weekly win, and then you have to stack up your wins you try to get as many wins as possible, obviously, to get a great position in your tiers. East-West Conference on your Yahoo, because at the end, if your commissioner is playing it smart, it's the people who win the most. Like, make sure your commissioner as well is making yeah, categories overall. So your total amount of wins figures out to be your top eight at the end of the day, not just your top four in your East and your top four in the West. Because if it's just that, that can kook you up as well. Like, you might win more games. And this is that whole East and West thing in the NBA, like, which one's better? If you're in the Eastern Conference and you have a worse record, you shouldn't be in the playoffs in your fantasy basketball league. Like it should be the best eight teams that go through. That's my opinion. That's a commissioner opinion. And the best thing about this and and what we've just shouted out to the people listening in at home, and make sure you subscribe and like to the channel, is that you you mentioned Insight when you log onto the fantasy uh, website and create yourself an account for the year. You get $5 Australian off. When Huge. you put in insight and you've got all the data, you've got all the analytics there, and I'm loving this. I, I can feel my trade uh, strategy improving and being stronger each week to the point where I'm starting to feel very confident that I can draft a very good team from anywhere in the draft. 
100%. Get onto it. Get onto it, as you said, for Inside Fantasy Sports. Make sure you like and subscribe on all of your audio platforms and right here on YouTube. When we get to 1,000 subscribers, we're going to pick out a lucky name. You need to leave your name in the comments. Just put your name in the comments, name in the comments, name in the comments. Don't forget to do that because when we reach 1,000 subscribers, bing, 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 we're going to send one lucky punter an NBA jersey, their team, their name, straight to your home anywhere around the world. It's all right here on Insight Fantasy Sports, Insight Podcast Network, and right here at the home of NBA, Insight NBA. Take care, all. See ya.